You're listening to Hungry for More, an Epicurean's Dilemma, and I'm your host, Trish Glose. Cocktails and Sam Block, my favorite way to spend an hour. She is brilliant on TikTok. She has more than 64,000 followers. You may have seen some of her videos on America's Test Kitchen where she works. Today, I got to learn about all the new things happening in her world. We chatted favorite cocktails, uh, one of her favorite dishes that she's recently made, and then I learned all of the things in her pantry she simply can't live without. Really, though, we had so much fun, lots of laughs, some serious moments. I can't really describe for you exactly what we talked about. That is a good interview. Here's Sam Black. How are you? How have you been? I'm good. It's so good to see you again. My goodness. It's good to see you again as well. Um, cheers. Do you have your cocktail? Thank yes. You. I'm very excited to tell you about this. <laughs> it's for you. It's basically for you. This is so awesome. <laughs> Last time we talked, um, when I emailed you, I was like, hi, do you remember me? We got a little drunk and talked about vanilla. <laughs> yes. Despite the uh, despite the crazy day full of uh, vodka and cranberry or pomegranate juice, I think it was that I had before. Yeah, that was uh, last December. We chatted. That's nuts. I was just thinking. I think it was like about a year ago that we that we spoke to each other last. So there was a time change because I remember about forty five minutes into the interview, it was like getting dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in a cave by the end of it. <laughs> um. So cheers, Sam Block. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers Thanks to for you. Me. Thanks for uh, saying yes again to the podcast. Um, please tell me what you're drinking and then I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Okay. So as I mentioned before, this is uh, a big thanks to you from last year. Um, this cocktail, this is an America's Test Kitchen recipe, subtle plug, but it's called Alcachofa, which is Spanish for artichoke. Uh, because this has reposado, mm -hmm. chinar, and sweet vermouth. And um, the uh, the brim of this glass is brimmed with sugar, chipotle chili powder, and a little bit of smoked paprika. Whoa. I love I love chinar so much. Um, another one you have to try, which we talked about, was china china. And it's yes. kind of that amaro. But um, is this recipe on somewhere where I can find it? It's right on the website, um, but I can also just like, I wrote it down because I have a horrible memory. So it is okay. two ounces of Reposado, three quarters ounce of Chinar, and a quarter ounce of sweet vermouth. Fantastic. And is that bad boy shaken or stirred? I shook it um, okay. because I like extra chill on it, but I'm sure you could stir it too. I have, um, I got it. <laughs> um, we have this equipment giveaway each Christmas time, which we can talk about later on, but um, I got this like clear ice maker and I didn't open it until about a week ago and I, I screwed it up. So um, oh. I have like, it's not a full sphere. It's like, it's like a half moon. <laughs> um, so just don't look at my ice cube is basically what I'm saying. Clear ice is a thing. Sure is. For, for the whole thing. those cocktail connoisseurs, uh, clear ice is a thing. We went to this fabulous bar in Las Vegas a while ago, and the ice, they told us, was about $1.25 per ginormous cube, right? But I'm like, man, that's worth it. It's so pretty. <laughs> I can see everything through it. It's amazing. 
<laughs> all the bullshit <laughs> you can see right through it. Well, like in my defense, well, actually, no, this isn't defensive. It's actually just like making me sound worse. I, I didn't read any of the directions. I just looked at this gadget and I, I filled it with water. I didn't temp the water. Um, and so it's my own fault, but it's, it's there. And so you just, you just got to roll with it. You do. <laughs> you know? You really yeah. do. In all things drink making and cooking, you really do have to roll with it. Um, this is a French 75. Ooh. Classic, right? Classic Love. gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, um, bubbles. And I had to look this up. This is according to Bon Appetit. But um, this dates back to World War I, uh, head bartender at French 75 Bar in New Orleans. Um, and so it's super famous and it's old and here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully the bubbles were opened sooner than that long ago. Mm -hmm. So yes. So I love chatting with you on my podcast because, um, we can drink cocktails. I know. (laughs) And I think I mentioned last time, like every, every uh, podcast I do, I intend to to do this and you are now my first and second podcast. So we are just, after it. I love it. Can I, <laughs> can I um, plug the gin that I used? It's, oh, um, I actually had them on my podcast and it's not only good, but the company is absolutely ama- amazing. It's Ogden's own distillery. This is Madame Paterini gin, uh, batch 71. It's bottle 1,233 small batch gin right here. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, It's a distillery, only the second distillery in Utah after Prohibition. Um, And Madame Paterini, also known as Brigham Morris Young. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. As in Brigham Young. 35th child of Brigham Young right here. No way. uh Uh-huh. After returning from a second church mission in Hawaii, uh, Morris Young performed and sang all over Utah as a woman. Crossdresser, right that. here. Crossdresser. Yep. Okay. You know what? Just when I thought Brigham Young couldn't uh, <laughs> surprise me anymore, that's incredible. Yeah, it's a really cool I company. Thought that the bottle was giving me like Harry Potter vibes for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. In a good way. There's yeah. potion in there. There's potion <laughs> sure, yeah. in there. Um, okay. So um, if you know people probably saw you on my podcast, of course. Or you could just be recognizable because you have 64,000 followers on TikTok. No big deal. Um, But the last time I interviewed you, um, you're still working for America's Test Kitchen. Um, Yes. But your job has changed a little bit, right? Yes. What are you doing these days? It sure has. So I believe uh, when I saw you last year, I was just getting into this new title that's called Digital Test Cook. And essentially, my job is to – we're really trying to – expand our clientele, if you will. Uh, You know, we're doing a wonderful job in transforming a lot of uh, a lot of our we're we're adding new shows, new series. We're very much we're a lot bigger on social media these days. And so that's sort of where my my role um, begins. So I am writing articles each week for the website, but I'm also predominantly doing TikToks and and Mm -hmm. Instagram videos for them, um, whether it's showing you a fun kitchen hack or uh, occasionally um, I'm developing a, a recipe myself, which is like, okay, so the Choco Taco uh, went none night, like what can, can we come up with a quick way that someone can make it at home? So in two weeks time, I'll just like go ham in the kitchen, 
figure out a way that uh, someone would not only want to make it, but how easy it could be to make and um, give them the recipe and do a video as to how to do it. Uh, so it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of video work now, which is, uh, you know, very exciting. Um, and yeah, that's, that's sort of the gist of it. They sort of made up this title for me, which I'm honored, <laughs> but like, awesome. I remember I was trying to, I was trying to change my job title on LinkedIn and they were like, digital what now? And I was like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't exist, but I have it. So <laughs> I own it. And <laughs> here we are. That's awesome. Because I think did America's Test Kitchen kind of see the success from your TikTok channel? Because the videos I, that yeah. I've seen, you know, it is Sam Block, but it's the apron, right? You're wearing the America's Test Kitchen apron, but it's still the same format. For sure. Yes. I, um, Prior to prior to this job, we did this uh, campaign for Cooking for One, um, which is one of my favorite books ever. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was doing some very not great <laughs> videos for them that was promoting recipes from that book. Uh, but I, I guess they, they saw something that they liked in my charisma or whatever. And so that just sort of escalated into this position where also um, I could do it from home, which is incredible because uh, I ideally, after I moved home during COVID, did not want to move back up to Boston. So, uh, you know, it, it really has just been a wonderful win, 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 win all around. I love that. Great. You are a new homeowner, though. I am. Welcome to my office <laughs> with a whole lot of nothing, but yeah. it's great. Yeah. I'm very excited. Well, the best things, I think, start fresh, clean, right? And then you get to build your own space. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so also your followers on TikTok have also grown since we've last chatted. I think back in December, they were at, I don't know, 40 something thousand. Now it's 64. Um, but I think the the format not changing was the sense of familiarity with a lot of people, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I'd like to hope so. And mm -hmm. and for sure, I mean, I was I was really grateful to ha be able to capture uh, both the semi-professional uh, look of America's Test Kitchen with the apron and and the you know the logistics behind the videos versus the more playful side of Sam. Um, and it's it seems to be playing out well on both sides, which I uh, feel grateful for for sure. Um, so yeah, it's really nice to to balance that out a little bit. So I'm not making cocktails every day. <laughs> <laughs> that would not end well for anybody. So uh, I was going to ask you when it comes to social media. I mean, America's Test Kitchen. Yes, it makes sense that you would plan out content. Maybe not. Do you plan out mm -hmm. content for both your stuff and ATK? Um, when it comes to the Bamslock personal things, I, I probably should plan it out a little bit better than I do, but I will usually just figure out what I'm in the mood to make that day. Uh, I previously made a video that uh, I was trying to switch it up a little bit. I mean, I, I, I really love that I have such a kind following, but I also uh, feel like it's fun to experiment and see what works and see what doesn't. So I did at one point make a video that asked my followers or what, whatever, what what cocktails they would like to see mm -hmm. me make. And um, the feedback was overwhelming. I, I went through like notepad after notepad of things that, that people were interested in either giving me recipes or just things that I hadn't yet tried. 
Um, so that's sort of the, uh, the path that I'm taking now, but for sure with America's Test Kitchen, it's, 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 uh, you know, at least I know a week in advance what's to be expected to be filmed and edited and sent to them for, uh, for their social media platform. I find that when, um, when you do plan stuff out, it can go both ways, right? You're a little bit more prepared, but then also it's a little more, um, like robotic, Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I, and I also, you know, I, I appreciate all the feedback, but I still want to be passionate about it. I feel like you can, you can see that in somebody when they're mm-hmm. uh, performing, whether they are doing it because they just want to get through it or if they really want to try it. So if it excites me, I'm willing to give it a go. That's sort of my motto. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, if you're not, if you're not interested in it, I mean, who? I know. It's a snooze fest. You get total snooze fest. Um, <laughs> speaking of, you know, you have all of these followers. I was super curious. I'm getting ready for this this morning. And I was like, I wonder if she gets super creepy emails. <laughs> you do, don't you? Uh, let me just take a sip. People want to see your mm-hmm. feet, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to see some stuff for sure. Um, I... <laughs> Uh, I'm very flattered by these humans. Um, I will, I, um, hmm. I have for sure, I'll be the first to delete a comment if it's just ridiculously inappropriate or, or uh, just asking, you know, whatever, what you were saying. Um, I, I let a lot of the kind comments from, uh, I don't want to even like stereotype it, but I kind of have like a, a following of, of, of older men, (laughs) um, which is really sweet. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I get stuff all the time and the, you know, the thing is my, my parents are watching all my videos there and, uh, I will, I will, I will, uh, I've decided as a, for the sake of my mentality, I will read, I'll read almost all of the comments on Bamslock. I will not read comments on America's Test Kitchen um, because I've done that <laughs> too many times and it it it's uh it can be rough out there. Mm-hmm. They're just people are just mean. And mm-hmm. um sadly though, however, if I miss something that came out to be mean, my dad's like, Did you see that comment? That blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> I don't, yeah. and I don't want to look at it. It's fine. People are going to be mean no matter what. So, um, yeah, there, there's creepy, there's mean, there's very, but mostly I will say the majority of the comments are very sweet and, um, uh, complimentary or just, you know, you brought a smile to my face today. And like, that's, that's the whole reason why I, I enjoy doing it. So absolutely. Sometimes I feel like the negative ones do tend to stick a little bit more than the positive ones, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, you know, as you know, 19 years in the TV biz and I don't know, I, I think people are the worst to TV journalists, like absolutely yeah. the worst. And I've heard it all. I've heard the good, the bad and the ugly. And, you know, the journalism side of me is like, I'm not going to delete any comments because that's censorship. Right. I got to the point, though, where I'm like, man, we don't need to spread hate and negativity, especially when sure. it's geared towards me. Like, no, thank you. There was, um, speaking of that, there was recently someone who did comment on one of my videos that said something like, 
you're trying you're trying too hard to be awkward uh, but you're really just very annoying and it was like in all caps and you know I just honestly that doesn't even offend me I don't know why I just that right blew up, like it doesn't even affect me but what was so cute was like there are like four or five people that wrote to this guy or, or woman or whoever they were um and just you know were like defending me you know they were like how could you just sit there and say this to somebody or mm-hmm. um you know, things like that I think I actually wrote back to that person and I said thank you with an exclamation point because <laughs> like I think they deserve to be called out for just why are why did you what what yeah. did you think was gonna do this and uh, you know what you're right I am annoying and you know I'm just gonna that's it <laughs> goodbye yeah one person made me hey I'm I'm annoying and obnoxious and I own every second of it but you know, you can only be your true, genuine self. I think Sean Hayes, actor Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, Jack, yeah, him, yeah. um, his Instagram, he would get some negative comments and he would reply to all of them. Thank you with a heart to all yeah. negative. Right. So I started doing it's that. Do- yeah. Great. Maybe the kissy it's emoji. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Sorry. I, th- I think it's the best thing you can do. Mm hmm. I like to add in the kissy emoji because it's just slightly passive aggressive. <laughs> just be real. Just a little. <laughs> but no, I, <laughs> I've heard all the negative stuff and it just has taught me that I would, I will never do that on social media. There's a difference between constructive criticism and just flat out mean. I did have yes. an email, a viewer long time ago who said, Trish Close, so he didn't know my name. He said, you and you, I can't understand you. You enunciate too good. Um, I was like, thank you. <laughs> so I enunciate too good. That's really complimentary. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank this you, sir. Nice. Yeah. So one time I, 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 <laughs> I did a video for America's Test Kitchen on a YouTube series a, a couple years ago. That was, uh, the program was called Perfectly Seasonal. And I made this like artichoke lemon ravioli video. And someone said, I don't trust anybody with fake teeth like that. <laughs> what? So I just screenshotted it and sent it to my 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 group of friends on the internet or on our, our group yeah. chat. I was just, I don't even have words. My fake teeth. You All know? right. <laughs> so fake. You know, part of so, me, it I, it does make me angry, but at this at the same time you and I are putting ourselves out there and this is what, this is what comes at you when you put yourself out there in that way. And you have to have a thick skin and you have to let things roll off um, and just kind of move on. My husband is the same way though. He'll read a negative comment. He's like, who, who? And he's like looking them up and I'm I'm like, what are you? I'm like, they're, they're in the middle East. Like relax. Like we're, you're not going to go. You're not going to go fight them. Um, I did notice uh, you were in the kitchen recently with one Julia Kala Davidson. I sure was. Uh, that was a, a wonderful experience. Um, after uh, after this digital test cook position started to go relatively well, um, Jack Bishop uh, reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in being a part of the TV show. And I was like, let me think about it. <laughs> Uh, of course that it, it was a wonderful opportunity um and so 
uh, it was a, a long process for sure. This was probably back in the, in the springtime that this, this offer was on the table. And uh, uh, we wrote our own scripts. We got to go to script meetings. Uh, we got to, you know, we went to rehearsal and um, I was given two episodes. It was me and I, I believe five other new employees got to be a part of this new cast because they're just expanding all the time, which is really, really cool. Um, and so I filmed two episodes with Julia and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it scary? Like, I mean, you know, like when I'm doing my own videos in my house, uh, it, it's just me, you know, I'm, I'm in full control. No one else is looking at me. No one else. I can say this same stupid thing 15 times until I feel like it's how I want it to be. Um, but now there, I'm not only speaking to another wonderful human, but there are 17 cameras in your face. And like, um, like I, it's just, it was hysterical to me. It was a whole different kind of nervousness, I guess is the best way to describe it, where I felt like sometimes the knowledge that I've had about food and words <laughs> was just like, gone for a hot second. And I, you know, I, um, at one point I, I was chopping a bell pepper and um, another interesting thing about TV, I learned so much in that, in that week um, on set was just how um, there are times when you don't have to talk like you, I, I'm so used to, I guess from like performing on the cruise ships at the culinary presentations, I was talking the whole time because you're trying to keep everybody engaged. This is different. This gets cut and edited and like mishmashed. So like you could just sit there and chop in silence with 40 people staring at you and you don't just, yeah, just zip it. I'm like, this is a bell pepper. They're like, yeah, we know it's, you don't have to just keep going. It's good. Um, but after I got through the first few takes and I, you know, shook the nerves out, uh, I ended up having a, a great time and Julia was incredibly supportive and so helpful throughout the whole process. So I was very excited to do, to do that. She strikes me as just one of the coolest humans, no nonsense whatsoever, does not take herself seriously at all. Absolutely. Um, and you know, uh, uh, Bridget was supposed to be on set uh, with us that whole week as well, but unfortunately she got COVID right before we were about to film. Uh, and you know what Julia did? She said, I got this. And she ended up doubling her work and was on set every single day from 6 a.m. to, I don't know, 8 p.m. with whomever she was doing the show with. Awesome. And smile on her face. Like she is a, she is a rock star for sure. Um, it's funny with the TV thing, you know, I, I used to shoot all my own stuff. I did everything myself. I was always out in the field. It was just me, kind of that multimedia journalist, MMJ. You're just out there on your own. If I ever did get a photog, and so now I'm working with someone else, I would always be like, did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. And they're just right. like wanting to strangle me because when you are, when it is just you, you are in control. You have all of the control. And then when you're around other people, so you have this crew, you're like, did you get, do you have, are you on this are you getting this? <laughs> like, I totally agree. Yeah, right. I know. And um, they're like, we are with like $7,000 cameras right now, Sam. We're good. Um, I, I, and you know, they, they were so sweet. Everyone, the whole room was just extremely, extremely supportive, which was very helpful. Um, but, you know, they more or less said to me, you know, Sam, 
remember that we're going to make you look as good as like it doesn't matter about the stuttering and the and the uh, uh, this is four uh three quarters of a teaspoon not a half a te- you know like well everything just take a deep breath yeah and they even hooked me up with a fantastic acting coach, which I've never, you know, never thought in my life I would get to experience chatting with. And, and she was fantastic and just did like some, you know, like some, uh, not breathing exercises necessarily, but just like reassuring statements to tell yourself when you can feel the tingles in your chest and the heat in your face and all those things. Um, so yeah, they did everything they could to, to make it run as smoothly as possible. That's such a cool experience. Is there going to be more of that, you think? Uh, well, Julia said I can't wait to do it again. So <laughs> maybe, maybe she was being nice. Um. <laughs> you wrote that down and made her sign it. Cool. Here. Sign this. <laughs> exactly. Can you uh, let me get my phone recording? Can you just say that one more time? Yeah. So, uh, no, we'll see. We'll see. And I'm actually not even sure when the episodes air. I want to say May. Uh, but I will let you know when that is going to be please able to be viewed because I'm excited. So. Well, <laughs> you should be excited. And you have you have fans. You have a lot of fans, obviously. You know, talking about some of the positive comments and negative comments, just some of the comments on our podcast <clears throat> that uh, you can see on my YouTube channel, everyone, from last December. Okay, these are straight quotes. This woman's clips are the best thing to happen on ATK site in years. More, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? Oh, uh, it makes my heart really happy. That's okay. so sweet. I saved, oh. I saved another. Here's another one. This one's really good. Sam's a TikTok star, future rom-com actress, Netflix cooking show, which I'm voting for, and Saturday Night Live host. <laughs> That's quite the uh, <laughs> quite the roller coaster of titles. Dang! Wow, uh, that is so. You know what? I'll send feet pics all day if that gets me those comments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can make a really good living showing off your feet. I heard. I heard. Yeah. Not judging. Whatever rocks your boat. Go for it. <laughs> That's great. Oh man, that's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. I um they cuz again, you never know when you see you have one new comment. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 No, I thought these were these were super sweet, so I wanted to share. Well, congratulations on all the success. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I feel like when, you know, um I, I've I've gotten so much knowledge from these interviews, honestly, like so much good stuff from people. And one thing that um, someone told me once was, you know, she was looking at Instagram or social media going, why are all these people successful? And she's like, I'm just sitting here. I need to like go, go get it right. I need to go do the things. And I feel like you've been doing the things from the cruise ship when you were working on uh, the cruise line to ATK, like you've just really been putting it all out there. I, that's very sweet of you to say, I, I, uh, I've always had a solid work ethic. I, I, I mean, my parents worked really hard to get to where they were, um, and are, um, but, um, you know, I, I think that the, the quintessential thing that I've always told myself, which, 
you know, fingers crossed has not changed is, is, uh, don't expect anything from anybody. Mm. And I think there's, there's something to be said. I, I had a, I have a friend who, um, I used to do cruise, cruise ships with, and a couple years back, she ended up starting a TikTok page that was sort of like she she now is married to a uh, an engineer on ships and so she her niche was a wife on board on a cruise ship and it would she wouldn't like walk you through but she would eat during the day all the different places that they travel to and after like two solid years she ended up with over a hundred thousand followers and she just had this like very inspirational post on facebook that was like she really never focused on the following she just kept doing it and i think that gradual growth is so much more beneficial to a human being than than waking up and being like holy shit a million people saw this video like i wouldn't even know what to do with that mentally speaking so um the, it's it's a it's been a gradual it's been a slow growth but it's still growing and so that that makes me feel like it's it's worth still going after it each and every day for yeah. both ATK and my stuff so I love that so much another little nugget of wisdom is um the fastest way to get to where you want to be is basically slow or the best way to get to where you want to be is moving slow and yeah when you get to the top of one mountain, it really is the bottom of the next. So just oh, keep yes. climbing, right? That's yes. oh, Andre DeShields. That's <laughs> Andre DeShields, everybody. Those are not mine. No, but um, no, I just love that. And it's it's this idea of when, because I have my moments where I'm just like, you know, I haven't heard back from people who I want on the podcast or maybe this little project I wanted to work on fell through. And I'm like, am I a failure? Am I doing the wrong thing? Ah, and then, and then you have those moments that lift you up. And so I have to remind myself that gradual, right. That gradual building is the way to go. Absolutely. And you're not alone with those feelings. I go through it regularly myself. You know, it's all, I can sit here and be like, this has all been such a joy and a pleasure. And there's definitely been times where, um, I'll either second guess something that I post or, or it's just not going the way that I hoped it would. And it's so out of our hands uh, to an extent, I feel like. Um, and, you know, th things do better than others. And it's it's a pain in the ass when like you work five hours on a video that doesn't do great, or then you post one that took 40 minutes and it does super well. It's, it's uh, and, you know, you, you question whether or not it's, um, you know, I, I, I'm blessed with 60,000 followers now, but it's, it's, it's a very slow progression. You know, sure. I've seen people grow, um, super fast, but then when I, you know, it's because they're like half naked and, <laughs> and, or just doing something that is currently trending. Like they just hit that algorithm right at the right time. Yeah. And so, you know, you just definitely have to sit down and remind yourself, like you, you are doing okay and just keep it up. Uh, you're not banned from anything. You're enjoying what you're doing. So, um, mm. I, I also, uh, I think it's just good to enjoy this, the gradual, shift while it's happening and, and live in the moment of that as opposed to uh once you are trying to just simply achieve success then your uh your work ethic plummets I would imagine yeah. I think I don't I also <laughs> I also like the idea too that you know and and you're in this boat where there is an element of entertainment yes but 
there's also some sort of, there's an output from us, right? Like people are learning things from you, whether it's um, you don't like the taste of Pappy Van Winkle, for instance, or, <laughs> or, or, you know, recipes or whatever. And, and, and sharing, you know, I'm sharing interviews with people. I do feel like as long as you're putting out content that you feel good about, kind of going back yeah. to what you were saying about being half naked or whatever, or doing sort of like silly trendy things. To me, when you're putting out content that you're like, I can put my Trish stamp on this. I can put my Sam stamp on this. I feel good. I'm good. Right. Right. That's really important to me is to have earned it because it's a Sam block thing and not from someone else's thing. Don't get me wrong. I love, I, I will like and laugh and scroll away with all the funny shit that people are doing on, on yep. the TikTok. Um, I just, I just feel like at this point it's not, it's that, that doesn't seem like anything I'd want to do. So I'm just not going to do it. And, um, and yeah, just stick into that, <laughs> stick into that sentence. No, I agree. I'm right there with you. I, I am entertained by all of that stuff as well. It's just not, it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit what I want right. to do. I mean, right. I, it's not a piece in this. Right nightmare of a puzzle. <laughs> exactly. I feel silly enough getting in front of my iPhone and my ring light and cooking. And I'm like, Ugh. so anything beyond that, I can't, I just can't, I can't do it. I know. <laughs> this is where it ends. You are, <laughs> you're going to see me Lizzo dancing, even though I will say the Lizzo, the, uh, are you ready dance? Um, like I was definitely doing that in my room in the mirror, just to make sure or confirm that I could do it. Uh, did I film it? No, no one needs to see that. That's for me and myself and I, uh, <laughs> alone forever. Yeah. That's your alone time. It's my alone time. Um, well, you're not going to get any judgment from me. I do a lot of weird things in front of the mirror. And I just realized how that sounded when I said it out loud. No, please elaborate. I, I want to hear more. I go back to being eight years old with a hairbrush and singing Whitney Houston, which I did all the time in front of the mirror. Um, mm. When I got the TV job, I would read scripts in front of the mirror to make sure nothing weird was happening on my face. So I Great. fully support doing things like that in the mirror just to see what you look like. Yes, for sure. And, and uh, you know, something that was speaking of that, we had a, a rehearsal on set before I was on TV with Julia and they filmed it. And then following up with that, you would, uh, we had a meeting with the acting coach and the director and it was like, here's what you're doing. Uh, this is your tick. This is what you keep going back to, or, um, just stop doing this. Uh, but it was just like, it was very helpful and eye opening to when, you know, uh, to see what other people are seeing when, when you're not in your full element, I guess, is the, is the best. Yeah. Do you, aura. do you have a tick? Uh, I, well, it's probably, uh, as I'm saying that now, um, but they, what we would, uh, the transition from scene to scene, I would say, okay, so, okay, so, okay, so here we have, okay. Like we get it. Just, just stop, <laughs> stop, stop. And, and a really good, uh, tactic is to just say, Julia, this is just what happened. Here's what we're doing now. And good. so I, okay, that's just a little bit. And, you know, uh, like I said, Julia, at one point I, I, uh, thought I was coming in 
hot, like in a good way. And it was not. And she, she looked at me and she was just like under her breath, so softly, she was just like, relax, relax, relax. And then that, that just hearing her say that really was like, okay, you are going too hard. <laughs> like, yeah. This is awkward and uncomfortable. And as soon as she said that, I was like, okay, it's okay. And then, you know, into, do you have, I would love to know if you had ticks that you, when you were uh, journal, journal, journalisming, that's not a word. I was journalisming. Yeah. <laughs> good old days of the good old days of TV news and journalism. Yes, um, I used to host a little cooking show, and I would the same stuff. I would say like, "All right," after every transition, "All right, we've just done this." All right, we've and or um, oh, this is so bad in interviews when you're interviewing people because your voice isn't necessarily heard; it's just sound bites that you clip from them. And to get them to like feel good about what they've just said, you tend to be like, awesome, perfect, awesome, perfect. That was perfect. And so then (laughs) in real life, I would say perfect and awesome. And I'm like, is it really perfect? Is it really awesome? Mm -hmm. It's not. It's meaning out of the word when you say it so much. It's, it's, uh, I've been there so many times. Yes. And then in live shots, I would tend to um, bounce on my heels. So, you know, I'm just talking about some murder that happened in this neighborhood and I'm bouncing away just like this, just bouncing. <laughs> That's not a bounce worthy topic. Uh, speaking of that, though, I, I am like a, I'm a bouncy person um, and I. You do I bounce. Get, you do, I bounce. do bounce. So hard. And I, <laughs> to the point where I never realized I did. And someone was like, does she have to pee? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I do look like I have to pee. I look like I can't wait to get off camera to go pee. And, and so like, I would just like pretend that I'd be, have like, like a double-sided tape under my shoes on the ground, just like three parts, Sam, it's okay. Um, so it's something I'm working on. <laughs> it's my bounce. Yeah, I mean, you, you along with most TV reporters, a lot of them bounce or just, they do this and especially like, microphone sometimes that they have the microphone in front of them and then they're like and then over here we were doing and then and then they come back and it's like you know if the microphone doesn't travel with you no one can hear what you're saying I have a question so what I'd love to know your feedback on this when you're out reporting you're are you just holding the microphone with one hand and if so did you have a problem with like what to do with this other one or was it just like you kept it by your side Yeah. You know, it's, um, I always, because I'm a professional, I always had my scripts in my other hand. So always, or a lot of times you'll see reporters, especially now they have their phones in their hand because their scripts Uh are on their phone. Oh, okay. So you'll see that. But if I was like, if it was like breaking news and I didn't have a script and I was thrown out in the field, my other hand, I would always talk with it always because it's not natural for me to have it by my side. Yeah stiff and like it's not robotic that yeah. yeah and there's there's reporters out there one of them is uh david begno and he's on cbs and he whenever he's in a live shot he owns his space he just mm-hmm. commands the space that he's in and he uses his hands and he points and he walks and he's just he's such a good storyteller but i would always tell reporters that like if it's not natural for you like you don't want to do the ricky bobby thing like <laughs> uh- Reporting live. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
exactly. But be what's, you know, do what's natural for you within reason. Like mm-hmm. you don't want crazy eyebrows all over the place and you don't want like to be like Italian mother kind of like doing this. <laughs> don't want to scare the viewers right. with your crass behavior. Yeah. yeah. But it's true. And again, the mirror, seriously, the mirror works wonders for that because you can see your tics and you Definitely. can see kind of what you're doing and how ridiculous you may look. Yeah. Yeah. I've done some mouth things that I never knew I used to do Ooh. until I like, just like, <laughs> I can't even like this, <laughs> describe it. I it's, it's, it's when I'm, when I'm thinking about it, of course it doesn't happen that it happens when I'm not thinking about it, but like, there's like a, like a Elvis lip thing that was, <laughs> I was damn, what is happening to your face? Uh, but you know, it's really good to recognize those things and, and not sure hide in a sewer. <laughs> I, I like when you said I do mouth things, I'm already going like, like what? <laughs> yeah, your response was very appreciative. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't do them either. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, the other thing I learned very quickly, and we will get off this topic soon. I know. I love the topic. Um, the word like, that was a really hard habit to break. I was there <clears throat> for my mom. Uh, I was going to say beat that out of me, but that's so not true. Uh, she just made me, <laughs> she just made me recognize how annoying it was. Uh, so I, I got out of that. She, she, I was very happy that she pointed that out to me. I think I was probably like, you know, 16 or 17 and everything was so like this guy like texts me and like, and she's like, do you have an actual sentence? That's not with that word. And I'd be like, probably somewhere, but I would really start to, think about it. Once something was pointed out to me, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that says about me, but now I'm focused on it. And if it's annoying someone or, you know, I will be like, wow, that is kind of annoying, huh? And then I'll try to yeah. stop it. But I used to say, yeah, he goes blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, whatever she said. And I had people in my family, they were like, where'd they go? Where, where'd they go? <laughs> And that was enough. Her voice, her voice goes, her voice went. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It was a hard one. But you said it once today. So I'm, I'm impressed. Thanks. Working on it still <laughs> at 42, still working on it. Um, let's talk cocktails brief, briefly, because you do make a lot of cocktails on, yeah. on TikTok. Do you have <clears throat> kind of like summer cocktails and winter cocktails? That will definitely come into play in terms of how I'm deciding what to make next. Uh, but also, you know, I did one that was really excited about that uh, over the summertime was a, a grilled pineapple margarita. Mm. Um, and I that was that was just an idea that I'd been sitting on for weeks. I, I'm almost often always looking at recipes that are already from well-developed humans that are much more talented than I am online. But I was thinking, you know, I, I was like deep into grilling this summer and I thought, okay, I love grilled pineapple, mezcal smoky. What if we grilled pineapple and then muddled that with the smoke of the mezcal? And it, mm. it was delicious. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily do that in the wintertime. And now that's sort of where this, also this idea came with, with fall. Um, 
I, speaking of, I was just thinking about Calvados. Are you familiar with Calvados? Cause I, I've never really had apple brandy too much, but I'm seeing it pop up a lot on cocktails and I'm, I'm considering trying that for the fall. Yeah. So I haven't ever tried Calvados, but apple brandy, especially out here in the Pacific Northwest, there's a lot of cocktails with pear brandy and apple brandy because nice. we do pears and apples really well. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, something like with like even like a see to me, winter, fall and winter is all about whiskey. And yes, rye yeah, whiskey. for sure. Brown, brown stuff. <laughs> brown liquor. <laughs> Just not pappy. No. <laughs> I was actually, someone gave me a taste of that at a party and I said this, I'm like, why? I know. I literally, I felt it in the back of my neck and I've never tasted something in the back of my neck before. And I thought I was like turning into a werewolf or something. It was not, was not <laughs> one out of 10. Uh, but I'm like, you do. And it was like, you do you have any idea how expensive that is? And I was like, I don't care. I, I that does not please me. Like, show me your face after you drink it, sir. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. I'm also just not, we just recently purchased a whiskey that shall remain nameless. And it is, it is very delicious, but we were told huh? you can sip it. You can sip it. Just maybe one little ice cube. You, that's how smooth this juice is. You can just sip it. No, you can't. <laughs> You can sip it as long as it has bitters and right. and orange peel, a and little lemon juice, and yeah, <laughs> some no. chocolate milk. No, for sure. But I also that's just not that's not where my palate is right now. Like when I'm 80, I may be all about that whiskey. Just you just don't it. give. No, you're just like I burn, burn, baby, burn. I right. don't care. I'll take whatever it is. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, I mean, I, no, I hate that, but I don't hate on anyone who appreciates that. My, I mean, my, my dad, my brother loves like that peaty Scotch Lafroig. Mm -hmm. That is just like it just tastes like a rotten forest set on fire with like toilet paper. I don't know. It just it's I don't. It's not my palate. But I also hated wine when I was 20, 21. And now, right. <laughs> and now I love it so much. So yeah. there's, there's room for change. Uh, I will, I love to say, don't knock it till you try it. But when I tried that, it was not good. You knocked so. it for sure. Um, you know, it, it's so true. I thought when I was 18, 19, I thought Boone's farm was the shit. It was so good. Mm. Try it now. It's disgusting. It's so <laughs> gross. It's so gross. Sorry, Boone's Hill Farm fans. We love there. you. You had a you had a time in our life that we appreciate. We appreciated then, but yeah. um, yeah. No, it's fun. It's a fun. Uh, you know, it's um. Are you are you a beer girl? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's I all. don't. You must have a beer out there. I don't discriminate. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Oregon, so we are super snobs of coffee and beer and wine mm -hmm. actually so oh that's my yeah, cat yeah. oh my gosh so fluffy that would be emmy emmy grace that's at the top of my to-do list with my house now is to now get a cat i feel like that's the i need a companion that i yeah. love and so 
If it's not a man, it's going to be a cat. <laughs> In some ways better. Love <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She's kind of an asshole. <laughs> so, um, uh, I'm sorry. This French 75 is mm-hmm. really pushing this podcast forward. <laughs> um, no, I would say, what were we talking about? We were talking about beer. beer yes. So beer, coffee, wine is really, that's Oregon. I don't know. We do all of those things really, really well. But Bend, Bend, Oregon is kind of like Beer Town, USA. I mean, that's, oh yeah, yeah. we have breweries in. Is that where you are? I am in Southern Oregon. So um, the Medford, it's like Rogue Valley, which by the way, we were on the wine enthusiast sends out these awards every year, kind of like their Emmys and wine region of the year, the Rogue Valley, Southern Oregon, where I live is one of five. We'll find out in November if we won. Oh, when can I come visit? That's the serious yesterday. Of the day. Okay. Perfect. I'm truly going to come out there. That would be so fun. I would love for you to do that. We could go taste beer. We could go taste wine. The world's best cheese is right down the street. I'm not like gonna... your opinion of best cheese or like nominated world's no, best cheese? No, world's best cheese. It's it's blue cheese okay. from the Rogue Creamery. It's oh my God. world's best cheese. I think named, I want to say ugh, 2020, I... 2019 maybe. Yeah, they're, it's their Rogue River Blue. It's a blue cheese that um, the they get Syrah grape leaves and they steep them in pear brandy and then they wrap the blue cheese in these leaves and that one best cheese in the world at the competition over in snooty France. I love that. It's like bottle shock, but with cheese. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. So wow. lots of bragging about um, my beautiful state of Oregon. But yes, we have lots of lots of good beer here. Lots of amazing wine. But yeah, I do love beer. And I've seen some of your reviews on, on beers. Um, there's really... But there's really... Uh, breweries are getting super creative with their right. craft and yeah. just really experimenting with sours and ciders. It's really exciting. I, I agree. And I will, honestly, I do, I truly do love an IPA that that's, I've just been like the, the, between the Chinar and the Amaro and the IP, like a bitter, I don't know if it's just because I am, or just, I just like the flavor, but I am a bitter person. However, when I when I'm choosing a beer to taste and describe on the social media, I will often seek it for more from an entertainment factor. If if the the if the the label makes me laugh, if if it's something that I would never normally try, I will always let that first sip literally be on camera um, because I just want to you know, just make it fun to watch. No one's going to sit there and watch me sip like a, a tr- uh, I did the, do the Trillium IPA from Boston. If you haven't been there, you absolutely should. Um, but you know, it's, it's more or less what's actually fun to watch someone try For sure. versus what will I like? But I really do love IPAs. I, I love, um, I'm not big on stouts and porters. Uh, it, it, I think it's like that whole coffee. We talked about this last year and I'm still, not okay with like espresso martinis and like right. that coffee juice flavor thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I don't know. I would just love to 
head out to the Pacific Northwest. I went to Seattle once. Um, my girlfriend used to, well, she still lives out there, but she, uh, she's lived there for a long time and we had a great time, but it's just, you know, not traveling enough. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you there. I definitely feel I'm not traveling enough, um, these days, but I also, what I do love about Oregon is that there's just, there's mushroom foragers here. We have ranchers here, um, very much farm to table. And I know that exists a lot of places, but it, it truly is a way of life in the state, which is super cool. I did try a stout. I can't remember the brewery, but it was called like, it was like breakfast and it had this maple coffee pancake kind of vibe to it. It was delish. It was way too much for like a whole pint, but it was delish. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like I'll put it in. A, if I get a flight, I'll I'll get one just so I can have a few sips and say that I did it. And I I probably I probably will like the first sip. It's just I could never do more than that without feeling like I'm drinking gasoline. But <laughs> I think it's for I you know, like you know people love it. So <laughs> right, yeah. And I just I love the fact that breweries are getting super creative with that. But yes, Mm -hmm. I am a beer girl. I do not discriminate really when it comes to the world of alcohol. I'm willing to try it. I feel like that's why we're really good friends. Right. (laughs) Speaking of. Okay. I want to wrap up just a little bit. I feel like we could just, you know, catch up and chat for for a long time. (laughs) Turn the podcast off and we'll chat. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Favorite recipe recently either that you've tried at home or America's Test Kitchen, like something that's really just kind of knocked your socks off? Um, okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to put this up there, even though I kind of do because yeah. it's so delicious. Um, but, oh, oh, this is actually going to sound really horrible because it, it's it's my recipe. But I, so just forgive me for no. sounding obnoxious. Um, I recently did a, uh, uh, a uh, uh, gochujang ala vodka recipe. I saw so that. It is it is insane, and it don't get me wrong. This was not like my my own creative idea. I've I've seen things about it online, but I wanted to discover how to make it. So, um, you you know you saute you saute scallion whites and garlic, and then you replace the tomato paste with gochujang, which I just love so much spicy fermented Korean chili paste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add heavy cream and cheese and I, I cooked it with ramen and then you sprinkled the top with the scallion greens. And I was so excited about it that, you know, the thing that is a little bit sad about working from home is that I never really get to cook for my friends at work. We'd normally have tastings for this. So when I was up in Boston last month for TV, I did end up uh, taking an afternoon to make it for my teammates and it, it went over really well. And I was just so excited to like feed them this comforting, creamy, cheesy, Yum. fermenty, spicy dish. Big fan. Well, it is on, it's on your TikTok channel, right? It is. Yeah. It's on, well, it's on the uh, America's Test Kitchens channel. So I've, yeah. I've similarly like cooked something, usually pasta and it's so good. And there's no one at home to be like, taste this. <laughs> Hello? Right. Is anyone here? Is anyone here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's, um, and that's why there's social media, right? Like here, here guys, right. this was, you can look at it. This was, <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture of what I made. 
Um, pantry favorites. Oh, what a good question. Um, 100% Thai curry paste. Mm. I have that at all times. Um, I will drown in that someday, I think. Um, I also, I'm really big on, I'm big on the pastes. I love tomato paste. I love chickpeas. I'll always have chickpeas in my pantry. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I realized that, you know, my refrigerator now that I've only just moved in for about a month now, it has like everything fermented in it and that's it. (laughs) It's like beer and kimchi and (laughs) wall and soy sauce. So, um, Big fans of like, I know we call them flavor bombs often at America's Test Kitchen, but it, they really are. It's like it's so much more bang for your buck. Uh, if you look at the re- ingredient list of Thai curry paste, it's like 17 things that you just don't have to buy because it's all in this yeah. delicious spoon. Yeah, no, I, um, f- and fermented, that is, that's the way to go. Like you want fermented things because they are good for your gut. I've been reading yes. Yes, I was going to say fermentation gets my motor running, but I feel like it's not <laughs> an attractive thing to, <laughs> to say. <laughs> so, but it is the truth. That's me. That's me in a nutshell. Have you tried Have you tried making kimchi? I haven't, no. But I know that uh, my, my dear friend and colleague, Joe Gitter, is super into fermentation and it had been start at the start of quarantine mm-hmm. and they're working on a cookbook for ATK. That's going to be like, uh, kombucha and kimchi and all those delicious Ooh. recipes. And so, yeah, we're, we're excited about that. I am dying to do kimchi at home, make my own, but I just don't want to die. <laughs> that's a, that's a valid point. So maybe wait till we have the cookbook okay. so we can tell you exactly all of the things to do to not die. Because that's please, important. Please. Because I've heard they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, you have to like make sure it's submerged and do this and do that. Otherwise, this bacteria can grow and it can kill you. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. They're like, between the temperatures of and <laughs> will not live to see another day. <laughs> um, uh, that's awesome. Okay. Favorite tools. Do you have like favorite gadgets, tools? Yes, I do. Um, I would say uh, a bench scraper is, you know, it's funny. I actually like recently reprioritized my tools because I went into this new kitchen sort of blank. I had my knives and and silverware and things like mm-hmm. that, but um, I don't know where the hell all my stuff went from my last place in <laughs> Boston, but say la vie. Um, uh, microplane. Yeah. Uh, I use that every time I cook for whatever reason, whether it's for chocolate or for ginger or for zest or for whatever, mm-hmm. uh, bench scraper. Cause I have small hands. And so that's helps me. I call it my bear fall. Um, just helps me collect all my goods and put it quickly into a pot. Um, oh, I was really passionate about the bench scraper and the microplane. I feel like those are two of my favorites. Um, I, I'm with you on the on the bench scraper. I actually recently, just recently discovered that tool on the Chef Show on Netflix. Oh, fun! Yes, because yes. Chef Roy yeah. Choi used it all the time, and I was like, oh, hmm, hmm, I want to get one of those, and now I use it all the time. Okay. Yes, you will always. I just, you know, I, I'm a big fan of 
of things that do so many things. I, we call the the like the strawberry hauler or like an avocado haver. <laughs> you know, yeah. Those unitasker ingredients. Um, big fans of things that you can use more often than not. Recently, you know, it's a really cool thing. I don't. Do you have a ricer? I do. Like a potato ricer. Um, I recently discovered that you could use that to help drain all the liquid out of your spinach when you're like, if you're blanching spinach for like a, a artichoke dip or what have you, you could just press that through. And also if you, if you're, if you're uh, trying to mince a shit ton of garlic, you can just put all your cloves in there. It's like a giant garlic press. I was like, Oh, I've always liked the ricer for my mashed potatoes, but yeah. like there are two more things that you can do with it. I that's a game. That. That's a game changer right there. There is. Okay. Pantry, pantry faves and fave tools. That's uh, two of my yeah. new questions that I'm going to ask of foodie types. That's a really good question. I think that's really awesome. Especially, I mean, I'm not going to, well, I might plug more right now, but we just came out with a, uh, a book uh, at America's Test Kitchen called The Modern Pantry. Um, mm. So it's all, all primarily focused on pantry ingredients and it's, but it's like upscale food that you never thought you could do with stuff that you probably already have sitting in your kitchen. So I love pantry and I'm going to get used to that now that I live alone and cook for one. So you did write a cookbook. I did. I did. <laughs> That's true. I do have a little bit of a, a backup plan. Uh, but, um, but yeah, pantry, um, I think is, I hot, think a hot it it really is because there's so much crap in my pantry right now that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I ha you have to figure it out, I guess, at some point. And I'm constantly checking like the expiration date. I'm like, this so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, what's, what's coming up? Anything new, anything fun, anything exciting? Uh, yeah, actually with, with, uh, with America's Test Kitchen, we are, we actually just finalized, uh, for December, I'll be doing an advent calendar series of kitchen hacks. So from December 1st, to the 24th on Instagram and the TikTok, there'll be a 30 second or less hack. I'm going to open a little cute, uh, advent calendar with elves and silly things and wear a Santa hat and uh, just show you 30 cool holiday related hacks uh, to get you through the holidays. So I'm excited about that. Well, I'm excited about that too. Um, thank you so much once again for thank you agreeing to chat with me. Um, we just have so much fun. I know it's insane. I feel like we are kindred spirits. Kindred. <laughs> Kindred Sarah Block. Um, and yes. for all of those listening, you know, you can, people can follow you on your TikTok channel. Uh, they can also yes. follow you on Instagram. And if they follow America's Test Kitchen, they can also see you pop up occasionally there as well. Please do. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And don't ask her for feet pics because it's not going to happen. <laughs> I would say that. Just kindly don't request foot pics. Thank you. A single foot. Just and be foot. nice. Those are my words. Be kind. Right. Just, yeah. Well, what did we say last year? Don't be a dick. Don't. Yes. <laughs> the end. You've been listening to Hungry for More, an Epicurean's Dilemma with me, Trish Glose. You can watch this podcast and subscribe on my YouTube channel. Just search Hungry for More, an Epicurean's Dilemma. You can also listen and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts.